0: Hello, and welcome back to Season 1, Episode 5 of Perspective. Today, I'm sitting down with Eli Kia, the Chief Growth Officer of Handel Delivery. Handel is an instant convenience store for college students. They deliver snacks, beverages, ice cream, vapes, and more in 15 minutes or less by utilizing a student workforce and electric vehicles. Now, if you are a USC student, I'm sure you are very familiar with this brand, and it probably didn't even need that introduction. But today, I'm going to get the inside scoop on all things Handle, asking Eli questions about branding, hiring, logistics, and so much more. With that being said, let's see what Eli's perspective really is. Eli, welcome to Perspective. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me on this lovely Friday morning. It's beautiful outside. It really is. All right, so before we get into all things Handle, if you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself, I feel like that helps contextualize everything for people. So
1: my name is Eli Kia, born and raised in Los Angeles, um, and I am a business major here at USC.
0: Amazing. So I guess just... Diving right in, why not? Um, Who came up with the idea for Handle, and how did it come about? I feel like this company probably started how most good businesses start. They have a need, and then they find a way to fulfill it. Is that accurate for this company? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, our two co-founders, Mia McCarthy and Chase Robbins, um, were the ones who came up with the idea for Handle, and it really started with dissatisfaction for delivery services that had existed before us. delivery services were either unreliable or took too long or just never gave the customer service that consumers are actually after. So whether it's leaving a delivery in completely the wrong location or not bringing half your order um, or your order coming cold or your ice cream melted, um, there really was an upset for what was being provided by most delivery services. Um, And so they sought to fix that with, with Handle
0: amazing. I definitely experience ordering ice cream on Whole Foods delivery and then it coming like completely melted and then it has to like freeze back together and it's never the same. It's so,
1: never the same and it's never enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. And you're right. I feel like the thing that sets Handle apart is their quick delivery times. I mean, 15 minutes or less, that's, I mean, if you're hosting a party in like 30 minutes, you can order a few things and have it right there. So I feel like that is definitely- like the, most, value part of the com- most valuable part of the company and like from our c- consumer's point of view. And yeah, that's just something that I think people really appreciate and what attracts a lot of people as well. Um, so what's your role in Handle? I mean, maybe you can tell me what like a typical day looks like. I feel like that is always gives people a little bit of an idea of what your role is.
1: For sure, so I am the chief growth officer. So most of my work is around growth and operations. Um, So right now, the team is fairly small. There's four of us on on the corporate side um, in charge of kind of organizing the structure of the company and day-to-day operations. So we all do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how it always is (laughs) in a small business. (laughs) Um, But more focused, my role is more on logistics of supply, inventory, some operations and mostly growth and expansion. Um so that's everything from finding new schools to actually implementing them and seeing them through um and getting new locations open.
0: Amazing. Would you say that your like classes at Marshall, since you're a business major, like help you with these sort of things or are you learning things through handle and then like applying them in your classes? Like how does that work? Cause I always think that's so interesting being a student, but also being like a part of a business is you get to like really see how your education is affecting what you do.
1: Absolutely, I think it's a little bit of both where um, I am bringing some elements from the classroom in to handle and I am applying some of the more nuanced things that I never thought I would Hmm. actually use. When I sit in the classroom, I'm thinking to myself like, when would I ever use this in a practical setting? and, and then it pops up. Then it pops up. And th- there I am using things from organizational behavior or managerial accounting and actually applying it. But working at a small startup has also given so much color and context to what I'm learning in the classroom, mm-hmm. where when I go and sit down in a classroom now versus a year ago, I have a better understanding of what I'm actually learning and how it can be applicable. And instead of it just being theories and concepts, I can understand where in the future I'm going to be using that.
0: That's so helpful because, yeah, you're right. If you're just like learning something in a classroom and you read it in a textbook, it's like, okay, cool. And like, what's the point of this? But, yeah, I'm definitely experiencing that, too, with this podcast and my marketing class and Spec Magazine. I've been able to learn things in the classroom and then use them in my extracurricular activities, which is amazing. I feel like when it clicks for me, it's like the best feeling ever. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm like, yes, that's how that's supposed to work. But it just is so nice to see. Um, So I love that your company not only makes college students' lives easier because as we said, like 15 minutes or less, that's so convenient, but also it helps create jobs for the students because you have a student workforce so can you tell me a bit about how the hiring works and like say I wanted to get involved and be a delivery person for handle like how does how does one go about that
1: absolutely so we have an amazing team at USC um, awesome students from so many different backgrounds grade levels majors um, and the hiring process starts with students reaching out to us Um, we haven't done a lot of outreach just because we receive so many applications. Um, Just a quick plug. Yeah, People can apply (laughs) at handledelivery.com slash jobs. Um, And once we receive that application, um, our our operations manager at USC um, will go through and review all the applications. And there's usually two parts to an interview. There's like a Zoom interview where it's more of a culture fit Mm -hmm. assessment to see if that person um, matches our company culture is not only fun and engaging and will make the workplace better for their peers, but also make the delivery experience a little bit more pleasant for our customers and have it be a little bit more personal. Um, And then after that, there's a little bit more of a technical interview. So we do riding interviews where all of our handlers or shift leads come in and they kind of go through a little bit of a simulated delivery um, where they're either packing or delivering an order. And after that, um, they would join our team. Amazing. Yeah.
0: This is why I wanted to ask, because I feel like there's definitely a social component of Handle, which makes it super unique. And um, I keep referring back to like Amazon delivery, but like I never even like come in contact with the person. And that's fine. Like, I mean, they get the job done. That's great. But something about Handle is like it's your peers that are delivering the stuff. And I don't know, it's kind of fun, like seeing who's delivering what you ordered or like if someone one of your friends packaged it they'll like text you and be like oh I just packaged your order like it's on the way so I feel like the social component too is what makes Handle super
1: Absolutely. unique. Yeah. I mean there's so much of having fun with it we really see our customers not only as customers but like as our friends it's impossible mm-hmm. to have someone you know order and not want to have fun with it so I mean all the way from the shift leads, like writing fun things on the bag, or yes, that's throwing in an extra parts. piece of candy or two <laughs> to their friends, um, to the goofy texts from the handlers that your order was delivered. I mean, we're really trying to make it not only a fun delivery service, but also a fun experience where our Handle community is ordering from us, working together, like we're all, our entire community is just working, not only through Handle, but also through the classroom, through Greek life, through social clubs, through other experiences as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know if you see, like, your friend, like, riding on the scooters and they're, like, working. I don't know. It's just kind of fun to, like, like yell and be like, oh, like, hey, whoever is doing it. So, yeah, I feel like the social component is what makes it so unique. This is a little bit more of a logistical question. Um, But how do you source products? Like, do you have a warehouse where you like keep everything and then like all of the handlers will come there as like kind of like home base and then go do deliveries and also how do you like time that in proximity to make sure that each delivery is within 15 minutes
1: For sure um so we have what we like to call handle HQ it's kind of our home base where everything is stored we have over 500 bins where all of our items are housed. Um, it's We have freezer storage, fridge storage, shelf storage, um, and it's so much fun. I mean, it's a colorful room, mm-hmm. great energy, there's always music playing, um, and it really is a fun environment. But all of our product comes from our distributors and goes straight to our warehouse. Um, and that's where it's kind of broken down from the pallets that they come in and go into their their assigned places. Um, and that really helps us maximize efficiency. That's kind of how in the packing stages, we're able to get it so quick. I mean, we can get an order packed in less than 60 seconds, which is incredible. So um, we really like to utilize the organization of the warehouse kind of is our first starting point. And from there, our shift leads will hand it off to our handlers. Um, we have anywhere from one to three handlers working every shift. Um, and the shift leads, part of the shift leads job is to optimize routes as well. Um, so kind of having a knowledge of the campus and being a student mm-hmm. is really important here. Um, A big part of our frustration with other delivery services is like when you have DoorDash come deliver to the Lorenzo, for example, I can't tell you how many times I have had them pull to the back or pull Mm -hmm. to the side, and you're quite literally chasing the car (laughs) as they're driving away. Um, Uh. But having students be a part of that delivery service makes it so much easier, because they not only know what products you're interested in, kind of how to deliver it, but also where to deliver it to. So for example, if they're delivering it to West, they know exactly where the entrance is.
0: Exactly where to put it. Exactly where
1: to put it. Like that counter to the left of the security (laughs) is the perfect place to leave it. Um, And it just makes the experience so much more seamless. So from receiving from our distributors, breaking it down in the warehouse, kind of distributing it to bins and shelves around, around the warehouse, packing it, and then handing it off to handlers and making sure that they're properly routed makes the delivery process super quick and super easy.
0: Yeah, definitely having students as the workforce ensures that this the experience is going to be seamless because you're so right like the little things about the campus that like no one else would know unless you go here and yeah. there's so many different like housings but if you tell me like Ellen Dale I'm like yep I know where to go like the typical exactly. delivery person isn't going to know that without like the directions on their phone or the specific instructions for the different apartments I can't tell you how many times like I see delivery people at West, that's where I currently live, like, try to, like, go up to the apartment, exactly. it's, like, where the rooms are, and the security guard's like, no, just leave it, and they're like, but I have to, and they're like, no, <laughs> you just, just leave it on the counter, but, yeah, that's These amazing.
1: little things that make a huge difference. A
0: huge difference, especially, like, just for the consumer, it makes it such an enjoyable experience. Oh, this is kind of random, but what is, like, your most popular products that people order?
1: Um, you can actually see, this is a little bit of like a handle Easter egg. or oh, like hack. Okay. Um, But you can actually see what our most popular products are by clicking the search button on the handle app. So okay. like when you click the search button, those products that come up are some of our most popular. Um, but off the top of my head, I would say that some of the most popular are... Uncrustables. We sell an insane <laughs> amount of Uncrustables, and this has created such a fun debate at handle mm-hmm. about whether Uncrustables are meant to be frozen or refrigerated. And I am on team frozen all I'm the way. I'm on frozen too. I mean, they come frozen, but yeah, some of our handlers like to keep them in the fridge and are not happy that we deliver them frozen. But Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm still on team frozen. I am um, too. But besides Uncrustables, we sell a lot of jewel pods, we sell a lot of aloe alo grape flums, um, and we sell a lot of water, surprisingly.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I guess, yeah, for like dorms, probably, that's where people are ordering water.
1: I mean, I live in a frat house and just washing my Brita is impossible, so I am definitely one of <laughs> the top water customers. Um, we also have um, a new ice cream flavor that I was looking at today, Like through our Mm -hmm. um, admin console that has an insane rate of sale as well. So we're selling a lot of Eclipse cookie butter ice cream and it's so good. It's it's vegan ice cream that we had tried myself and the co-founders that had tried at a natural foods show two weeks ago. And,
0: Oh wait, I wanted to go to this. Was it like, it wasn't open for the public, right? It,
1: kind of was like if if you're okay. in any way related to like the foods industry you could totally register wait that's so fun it was so much fun and we got to try like literally thousands of new products so we have so many awesome new products coming that we had discovered at that um that show and the eclipse cookie butter ice cream was one of them we tried it and we we're like sounds this amazing. is the best product that we have tried all day um, and it was vegan ice cream, but it doesn't taste vegan. Like, it's so creamy and fluffy, Yum. and, like, it tastes like sorbet, so that is just flying off of our shelves as well.
0: Well, I'm going to be adding to the popularity <laughs> and by ordering it tonight, you that sounds should. so good. And how, I guess you kind of, a little bit to explain this, but say, like, you guys want to add a new product to your app that people can order, what's the process for that? Like, does everyone on the team have to, like, approve it, or is it pretty easy to add new products? How does that work? It's
1: super easy. So we're always trying to introduce new products. I mean, I think all of us get sick of eating the same foods. Mm -hmm. It's just so easy to get bored with the options that are in front of you and lose interest. So bringing in a constant cycle of new, exciting products, but also kind of keeping the staples is really important to our customer experience. Um, And Adding new products is so easy. We like to say that it comes from both the bottom up and the top mm-hmm. down, where we have our supply team, um, which right now is myself <laughs> and um, our CEO, um, kind of coming up with new product ideas and f- trying to figure out what new trends are. Um, but we also have our customers recommending products oh, all the sure. time. So in the app, there's a little, um, there's a little like suggestion field where people can recommend what they want us to carry. And it's as easy as us seeing that item and being like, that's a good idea and just mm-hmm. carrying it. So because we're so small, we can pivot really quickly and add new products quickly. Um, we also just started a new option for manufacturers where they can put items on consignment for us. So that gives us the uh, the ability to try new products really easily. Um, with like very low risk to us as a business, um, and have them kind of bring their products to our platform, and if it sells well, we'll continue to carry it. But otherwise, it's just like a fun seasonal item that people could have tried. Oh, nice! Yeah.
0: If you were to add one new item right now, what would it be?
1: Ooh, um, that's a big question. So. I think the one item that I would really want to carry that I haven't had the opportunity to add yet um, is frozen goldenberries. So Whole Foods has these like... I don't even know what those are. Not, sorry, not frozen, dried golden berries. They're oh, like okay. these yellow, squishy, like kind of sour, but okay, also I sweet. I've had those, but
0: I've never yeah. had them dried.
1: And they're so... Good. And so I've been trying to add those. I just can't find a supplier that has them. Mm-hmm. But
0: that's very specific. But that it's sounds very good. <laughs> and that's
1: kinda like the kind of product that we're trying to add to handle, where it's very specific, very niche, like pretty unique, mm-hmm. but also so good and healthy at the same time that it's completely guilt free to eat, but you want to eat like the whole bag. The whole <laughs> bag in one sitting.
0: Um, do you guys have cookie dough?
1: We do not have cookie dough. That is what I would that's add. That's a good idea.
0: Or like I guess the healthier ones that like aren't bad for you or like that don't have like eggs in them so you won't get sick or something. But that's, that's, I think what I would add. You check in next week, there might be cookie dough. Okay. (laughs) I will also be ordering that and the ice cream. Oh gosh, I need to put a limit on that. Okay. So say I'm new to handle, how do I place an order and also, if you don't mind explaining, like, will you run through what a delivery looks like from the company side Absolutely. as well?
1: Um, so, we really like to prioritize our first customers. We like to give them the best experience possible. Um, it's a super easy sign up process. All you do is enter your phone number, enter a couple other account details, name, password, that kind of stuff. Easy. And your account is created. We try and make it as personalized as possible. Um, we encourage people to use fun names too. Mm-hmm. Like my name on my handle account is definitely not my name. It's just <laughs> something it's just something funny. And we like to kind of make it that fun environment. So always encouraged. But once the account is created, um, you can scroll through the selection. And as I said, there's hundreds of products to choose from. We like to think that there's something for everyone. Um, and once it's added to the cart, you can check out for our first time customers, um, we encourage them to use a code from one of our handlers. So our, all of our handlers have referral codes. It's an awesome way to both support the uh, the awesome students who work for us mm-hmm. and also give something to our first time customers. So it's usually $5 off if they use one of their friends' codes. Um, and once the order is submitted, um, it'll go to our shift leads who will begin packing it and they'll pull all the items from the shelves, put it in a bag, write the customer's name on the bag, write a funny message, a little extra something in the bag um, and it'll go off to our handlers. And usually we'll wait a couple of minutes before routing orders. It just makes it as efficient as possible for us. But once those orders are out, they're delivered within 15 minutes and we really try and keep our customers the best first time experience as possible.
0: Do you guys have like a, a radius around campus that you deliver to? Like what's like outside your bounds?
1: We do. Ours is actually like Fairly wide. We oh, deliver sure. all the way Those up. Scooters to, move fast.
0: Let me just say <laughs>
1: they. We deliver all the way up to twenty-third. I
0: want to say. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Even to the other side of Vermont, and then okay. all the way down to like thirty-seventh. So we cover the entire DPS yeah. zone. it's it's pretty crazy that we can actually get that far and that quick.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess asking a little bit more about the handle team. um how many of there are you, like with handlers included and everything? Do you know? or you I do know. I an can kind of give okay. an estimate.
1: Um, I mean, our team is growing so rapidly that I couldn't give you an exact number. But um, from the corporate side, there's four of us. There's um, Chase, our COO, Mia, um, our CEO. Those are our two founders. And then there's myself and Wenhan, who were added on to the team as well. Um, Wenhan is in charge of HR, and I'm in charge of growth. So we have a pretty solid um, team that does everything. As I said, we yeah, like sure. we are all taking on new and exciting roles every day. Um, but beyond that, we also have our operations managers um, who are the boots on the ground at every store in charge of actually taking care of all the small logistical and operational things at each store. Um, We also have our marketing specialists that kind of help build our brand at each campus. Um, We also have our brand ambassadors, which are an awesome team of both virtual and in-person people who help share the handle brand and build the handle family. Um, And we also have our shift leads who are packing our orders and our handlers. In total, I would say that there's about 40 or 45 people mm-hmm. that are a part of the USC team, including brand ambassadors.
0: Dang, It's yeah. a
1: pretty big network. It's a pretty big team, but even being that big, it's amazing how close-knit it feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in our like work group chats, there's just <laughs> so much like banter and just teasing each other in fun ways yeah. that um, it feels like a family.
0: Company culture, that's definitely important, because I've talked about this in my marketing class, but when people are like proud to work somewhere and actually enjoy it like that's going to be so noticeable and they're going to want to like work harder and also expand so it's just like a mutually beneficial like circular i don't know like a web of just like growth and appreciation absolutely
1: i mean i i at least would like to think that all of our handlers are proud to be a part of the handle community and they're proud to work for us and they, they show it off with honor. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. so much fun riding and delivering orders and having your friends call out your name Mm -hmm. as you're speeding (laughs) down 28th. So.
0: Can you tell me a little bit more about, um, maybe the marketing strategy, because uh, you said that you have someone who specializes in that, but I also feel like one of, for handle, at least like word of mouth was definitely just like probably one of your most valuable assets for marketing. Is that Accurate. Absolutely.
1: I think that our most valuable asset for marketing is actually our product. Mm-hmm. And that comes down to the phrase instant gratification for us. We really yes. see that as being the product that we're delivering. We're not just delivering ice cream. We're not just delivering a fun community or like vapes. We're really delivering instant gratification. And that for us, the best marketing is actually delivering on that product. And we like to break it up kind of in the two the parts. Two words in that phrase. So instant being that 15 minute or less delivery, really focusing in on getting the delivery times down and getting the delivery accurate. So getting it either in the hands of our customer to their door or as close as possible. Um, And the gratification is just having a good experience. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have ordered from other delivery platforms and half of my items didn't come or they came melted, kind of as we talked about before. So Having that experience where people can go on the app, find exactly what they want, really satisfy those cravings, whether it's a craving for ice cream, it's a craving for coffee, or it's like a craving for a vape. Um, Fulfill that craving, have it be accurate, and have a pleasant experience. I think that building that is probably the most valuable marketing that we have. Um, And once we give a customer a positive experience, it's it's a snowball effect of them sharing that with their friends, sharing it with their fraternity or sorority, mm-hmm. um, sports team, club, and honestly, that's that's the best way that we can
0: market. Yeah, I feel like in my sorority group chat, people are always like, I need a handle code. Anyone have a handle <laughs> code? Like, please give me one. So uh, yeah, definitely like word of mouth and people just like enjoying it and seeing other people enjoy it. Everyone else just wants Huge. to just join in. You exactly. <laughs> So also, I had a question about your app because I think it's so well done. Did you guys like outsource? Didn't have someone develop that or did you guys no, all that do that was within the team?
1: all in-house. So all the credit for the app goes to our COO, Chase. He is not only a COO, but also a CTO and a CFO. <laughs> I mean, he is amazing. Many he titles. Is, he is truly like one of the most incredible people I have ever met in terms of creativity and ideation, but also in terms of, his skill around technology. I mean, he built that entire app himself,
0: which Dang. is so impressive, impressive, right? Yeah. I and mean, the website too. I'm sure the, he did that. If you could make it, he
1: app. did everything. Yeah, He did everything. And it's very well unbelievable done. how efficiently he did it. Um, and how flawlessly it works for being um, a team of just himself. And then also an engineer that he recently hired to help out um, as we're growing. But I mean, I'm just blown away by how quickly he's even able to make changes. Like, since I do most of the inventory, I am the one who complains the most with (laughs) with the app. Um, And if I give him a piece of feedback, it's implemented in 24 or 48 hours. I mean, he is just a tank. He's on it. He really is.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. I can't even like. I don't even know how you start with that.
1: I couldn't tell you. I, I mean, that is way above yeah, no. my like skill set. I'll stick but. to
0: podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um. So when did you, I don't know why I like to ask this question for everyone that comes in, but when did you realize that Handle was a legitimate company? Because I feel like it really does fill a gap in the market for college students because it's super fast, easy, reliable, um, like relatively cheap. And I don't know, I just feel like from the business side, like seeing your product or company just like come to life and like realize that people are actually using it? Like when was that like a moment, like the light bulb went off for you?
1: I I mean, I think that happened way before I joined. Okay. Chase and Mia did such an amazing job at building the company and making it a legitimate company far before I even joined. But um, at least for me, when I realized that kind of Handle was the future, um, is after a couple stages of our pivoting, we I joined Handle um, because we, at the time we had had a really original business model, um, really unique, mm-hmm. really creative, um, but it just wasn't working for us. And I mean, from a business standpoint, it just did not make sense. And we tried everything we could to make it work. And once we pivoted, it kind of felt like we had been defeated a little bit. And obviously no business would be successful without challenges or roadblocks. Yeah. So. It was expected that that we had we would have to pivot and I'm sure other obstacles will come our way in the future, but once we had pivoted and we were successful in moving from one business model to a very different one, um, that's when I kind of realized like this team and this company not only has potential for success at USC, but it has potential for success everywhere just because we are all so driven and determined to actually make this work. And we have finally gotten it to a place where it's sustainable, um, which is amazing because none of our other competitors are there. Like we Mm -hmm. are on a nightly basis, sustainable. And it's such a good feeling to know that the team is so diligent and dedicated that even though we're faced with obstacles and sometimes it can feel like winning is hard, that we're willing to push through that until we actually get to the point where we're profitable and we're building a strong business.
0: Mm -hmm. That kind of leads me into my next question because it has done, Handle's done so well at USC. So what does the future of Handle look like? Where are you guys expanding to? Um, How many schools? Because I feel like, even just knowing my friends from back home, all the schools that they go to, I'm like, they would love this. Absolutely love this. So yeah, I mean, we the feel plans? the same way.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can talk too much about yes. specifics, but um, we really are focusing on growth. Um, I think I, by the time this podcast comes out, it will it would have officially been announced that we're opening our second location at the University of Oregon, which we are so excited for. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome campus with an awesome community. Um, and we're really just looking for any college campus and any student that is excited to bring instant delivery to their campus, um, I mean, there really isn't a strict criteria for what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. As I kind of talked about, we're such a new company that we're also learning. Um, there's no formula for the right campus. There's no formula for the right product to carry. And we're just kind of going with the flow. And as I said, we're going to face challenges. Obviously, the flow is very calculated and mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we try and make it as mathematically calculated as mm-hmm. possible. Um, but We are looking to move to campuses as quickly as possible. As soon as a campus presents itself that is viable from a business perspective, viable from a community perspective where we have the right student support, um, both in terms of customer base and staff, um, we're ready to move.
0: So are you guys going to be the ones like overseeing everything at the University of Oregon? or Are you going to be hiring like, I guess, the chief growth officer for like- the University of Oregon, or how does that work? So
1: there's, I guess, tiers of Handle as it stands right now. I mean, this is changing, by literally like day by day, but um, as it stands right now, there's the four of us on the corporate side who kind of oversee all of the schools and all of the operations and HR and financials of everything. But on the ground for each school, we have an operations manager that is really dealing with that school specifically and their job is everything from making sure that inventory is taken care of and oversight of that to the marketing, to the actual delivery times and hiring. Um, So we really like to give a student what is almost like a handheld entrepreneurial experience where Mm -hmm. we give them the resources to create this business and we obviously give them the assistance and the guidance and the management for it, Um, but they are leading handle at their school.
0: Yeah. It's so great too, because they probably know their campus better than anyone exactly. else. So yeah, it's definitely important to have like people within each specific school leading it. But like you said, you're kind of like giving them the tools they, they need and then they can just go and execute, which is super nice for you guys. Cause exactly. it's just mutually beneficial.
1: Like, I mean, there's no way that you could give me an address at the university of and Oregon <laughs> and that I would know how to deliver it. I would feel like, um, like one of our competitor delivery services mm-hmm. where they just have no idea what the campus looks like or what they wouldn't what know the where to go at Lorenzo exactly. they
0: would not they would know have no idea so
1: <laughs> we like to leave those leave that in the hands of students who are actually familiar with the campus
0: mm-hmm. I can so see Handel being like a staple in every college town like genuinely yeah I yeah. really can see it and like I said I can just see all my like high school friends like loving this at all their universities and I feel like especially in I mean LA is a little bit different but like in a very small college town where there's like nothing around you I can see this doing exponentially well and it already does so well here at USC so I don't know the future is bright for Handel yes Next, since Perspective is an extension of Spec Magazine, a fashion, lifestyle, culture, wellness publication here at USC. We are going to ask some questions regarding those topics. Now, it's going to be a speed round, so just answer with whatever comes to mind. Super, super chill, and I guess we can just get started. Let's do it. Okay. Um, what is the most valuable lesson you've learned through Handel?
1: The most valuable lesson I've learned is trusting others and trusting a team. I'm someone who likes to work independently mm-hmm. um, and I value my own autonomy when it comes to either school or business or even like friendships and relationships. But being a part of such a strong team has taught me that trusting the people around you is huge and it's so important for success.
0: I need to embody that a little bit more. I like to have <laughs> control over things like especially when it comes to like school or, I mean, I haven't really had experience with like a workforce yet, but yeah, I definitely can see that and that's very valuable <laughs> um in three words can you describe your personal style oof yeah this is kind My of a personal hard one style is not great um
1: <laughs> probably old-fashioned that's okay i count that as one word old-fashioned um <laughs> you don't have to do three if you slightly want. boring and definitely very like monotone i wear a lot of like Blacks, whites, grays, classics. earth colors, yeah. There classics. You go. Yeah, exactly. Nothing
0: wrong with that. Um, and then this question is kind of selfishly motivated because I'm always trying to find new places in LA. But what's your favorite restaurant here?
1: Oh, that's that's a big question. It is a big so, question.
0: You can give a few.
1: I mean, having grown up in LA.
0: Oh yeah. Feel, you really have I a good answer for this. I feel like I have a good one. answer for this.
1: I'll trust you. I also take pride in food, in mm-hmm. like my food, I guess. Expertise. I don't know mm-hmm. if expertise is the right word, but at least enjoyment of yeah. food. Um, I have built a Google Maps folder of my favorite, <laughs> 200 favorite restaurants in LA. 200? I'm going to need
0: that list. So That's amazing.
1: It's going to be hard to kind of narrow it down, but a couple of my favorites are Matsuhisa, the best sushi in my opinion.
0: Really? Um, I love sushi, so I'm going there. Okay. I'll take your word for it.
1: South Beverly Grill has the best burger. I love... Oh
0: my gosh, I've never been to Like meats and
1: barbecue. Horse Thief, which is in Grand Central Market, so not far away. Okay. That, in my opinion, is the best barbecue in LA. Um, And then there's also on the topic of meats. The best steakhouse is Baltair um, in okay. Brentwood, which is so good. Oh my gosh. I'm embarrassed. I haven't heard of any of these. <laughs> They're, and then the best Thai food. So I'm <gasps> oh. a big surfer. So okay. I spend a lot of time and I actually like grew up closer to the water. So I spent a lot of time closer to the water. And one of my favorite, like summer high school activities was after school, During the day, like going and surfing, and on my way home, stopping at Cholada, which is like this tiny shack in Malibu, and it has (gasps) the best Thai food.
0: Those are two of my favorite things Malibu and Thai food. So,
1: (laughs) definitely, that's definitely up there as well.
0: Okay, I'm gonna take my friends there because we're all obsessed with Thai food.
1: It's so good. Have
0: you been? Oh, wait. Mm. Never mind, I forgot the name of it. Bye bye trio. Oh, okay. No, everyone's sleeping on tie by trio I live
1: there it, it i got is a postmates so notification good. that i am in their top one percent of customers
0: <laughs> wait that's so <laughs> good know. oh my gosh tie by trio is so good and it's, it's so right good. under our fingertips and no one goes nobody no goes. one talks about it enough nope. me and my roommates will like look at each other and we're like it's a tie by trio night and we just always walk downstairs and it's so great yeah. after our game day on the way home from tailgates you know so I'm going good. there. So good. Sometimes they give me free stuff. I'm because I go so much. I'm jealous. I, I never get free stuff. It's so nice. Oh I love Thai by Troy. What's your favorite thing to get from there?
1: I'm a big fan of the drunken noodles. Okay. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Slightly spicy.
0: Their stuff is super spicy. Yeah.
1: But it's it's good.
0: Mm-hmm. I like it. Their spicy fried rice
1: is also really, really good. Okay, so Cholada has the best spicy fried rice. Oh. That's all I get there.
0: Okay. I'm actually going to go there right now because that sounds so good. Oh my gosh. Have you been to, let's see if you know a restaurant that I love, Kobe's, I believe it's in Santa Monica. It's an Indian restaurant.
1: I honestly haven't, but I love Indian food, so I need to try it.
0: I think, I hope it's called Kobe's because that's going to be embarrassing if it's not. My roommate actually introduced me to this place and oh my gosh, it is so good. Oh, it's amazing.
1: Have you had Bottega Louie in downtown?
0: I've heard of that.
1: So good. It's like out of this world.
0: Wait, what like, kind of food is it?
1: It's kind of a mix of everything, but it's mostly like Italian food. Okay. But they have the best desserts on the planet. Like Ooh. I am just, I'm a dessert guy. So I love sugar. I. And it's a problem. <laughs> their chocolate souffles Yum. are so, like no, I I'm literally starving. work my way, my day around being able to go to Bottega Louie and have a chocolate souffle.
0: Yum. Have so you good. been to... um rosso blue no I haven't it's really good I've talked about it on this podcast before <laughs> so people are gonna think I only eat there but um I Is also like thought nearby? I like discovered it and I definitely didn't but it's so good oh my gosh they have this pizza um that has honey on it and oh, that sounds. Good. oh my gosh and my family like in the summer we love to do like homemade pizzas and I always put honey on my pizza now and whenever anyone that. comes over to our house in the summer to make pizzas, I'm always like, you got to try this. And then I get them hooked. And now all my friends love that honey on pizza. Good. And it's that so great. good. <laughs>
1: Super weird, though. I hate cheese. All dairy, but specifically like cheese. So, so you don't like pizza? I'll get pizza, but without cheese on it. Okay, then. I know. I know. Kind of weird. Like, what's the point? But.
0: Interesting. Right? That like limits you from a lot of things. A lot of things. Interesting.
1: But, yeah. I no. think.
0: Maybe if you just tried it.
1: I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. (laughs) It's so
0: good. We just talked about restaurants for like 10 minutes, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, Do you have any daily practices aimed at maintaining like good mental health? Like what do you do like for you? I know you said you surf a lot. So surfing
1: really is my outlet. Now that I'm 25 minutes away from the beach, I don't know if I have the luxury of just throwing my board on my car and like Mm -hmm. going for like a surf for an hour or two Um, but I try and do it as much as I can that really is like my meditative grounding thing it's both a good workout and amazing workout and it's just so peaceful to be able to sit there and like decompress without your phone for a couple of hours Mm -hmm. Um, but besides that I really like just going for walks I know that it sounds silly and like we all walk so much that we forget but just like going for a mindful walk and just kind of focusing on what's around you, everything from like the noises to like each step that you're taking and just really like feeling the experience. I know that that kind of sounds weird, but no, it's just I love a walk. so like meditative. And yeah, I think that that's probably one of my favorite things to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm always like texting my friends. I'm like, who wants to go for a walk? <laughs> I need to get out or something, but yeah. Wait, where's your favorite place to surf? Because my roommate and some of my friends always go, so.
1: Ooh, um, I mean, I grew up in Brentwood, so okay. more on the west side, so. I am partial to like the Palisades in Malibu. Okay. So, um probably, Surf Rider is my number one. I ride a huge like nine eight log, so it's it's a big board. So like I can't really do like huge waves. Okay. Um,
0: I don't know much about surfing, yeah. but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> Surf Rider is definitely one of my favorites. Um, topanga beach is also so much fun mm. it's a little closer i've like done
0: a hike there yes There's so topanga
1: canyon yes. has a really fun hike um i also love hiking as well that's mm. also just a great i
0: never do it enough i always think about that like i never go for hikes enough it's, i
1: mean it's just so far like i know. I love being in south central sometimes mm. but um like it's far it's far from everything mm. earthy and like naturey in
0: yeah LA. It's hard to do like just like a quick hike because sure. it has to be like a half a day sort of thing Absolutely, or even like a yeah. full day.
1: You have to plan for it. Yes. You can't just like spontaneously do it.
0: Exactly. Because if you're going to Malibu, like you could be stuck in traffic for, oh, God knows how long. Like, It's horrible. Th- yeah. it's It yeah. can be rough to get back, but it's definitely worth it in the end. You just have to make sure you have nothing going on the rest exactly. of the day so you have time for it. Um, Do you have a favorite song? Hmm.
1: I'm a big house music guy, which I know is annoying to a lot of people. No, that's not annoying. But
0: I feel like that's really big here. So that's, it is
1: big here. Yeah. Um My favorite song is called Untrue by Chami. Okay. And it's very it's like very relaxing for house music. It's not like
0: i want to listen to it. It's gonna be like I so feel like intense.
1: House is just also such a diverse genre that like it really relaxing is. for that type of house okay maybe like is maybe they don't really go together but that specific song um is relaxing to me mm-hmm. i would say no
0: house yeah. music can definitely be on the more chill side Oh, for sure i mean they definitely have, like the hype songs but like
1: especially once you get into like deep house and like sometimes techno house too mm-hmm. like it can just get really vibey and like
0: mm-hmm.
1: the repetitiveness of the music yeah
0: that's a can good be, point can be fun Um, Do you have a guilty pleasure? It might be that ice cream you talked about.
1: It is that (laughs) of quick cookie butter. I have had it for the last three nights in a row, Oh, which is dangerous. It is dangerous,
0: but well-deserved probably after a long day's work. (laughs) I
1: mean, it's 310 calories for half a tub, so have half a tub, save the other half for the next morning, and
0: you're good. (laughs) Or share it with a few friends. Or share it with a few friends. Get a movie on. That's always a great thing to do. Speaking of movies, do you have a favorite one? Ooh.
1: I feel like there's so many stereotypical answers to this, especially being a business major, like saying the Wolf of Wall I was Street just gonna say. or like <laughs> War Dogs, I feel like is almost too stereotypical. I'm someone who's kind of an organization freak. So okay. in addition to having a list of restaurants, I also have a list of my favorite movies. Um,
0: I, I have, love a good list. I love good lists too. Um, I've been, I have like a list. I mean, I guess back to restaurants, but like a list of restaurants I've been to in LA and then a list of restaurants that I want to go to. And then I also have a list of restaurants in New York that I want to go to.
1: Okay, so that's the thing. I'm not as adventurous as you are. I'm a creature of habit. So I have a list of the things I like and I stick to that. But in addition to like, I guess the stereotypical classics for a business major, um, I really like the movie Sunset Boulevard. It's like an old okay. old-timey LA that. movie and it's, it's it's a good one.
0: I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I'm always looking for new movies, but my problem is I can never sit through them. I can't
1: either. It's actually I like TV such shows an issue. A little bit more than I yeah, like.
0: Yeah, I do too. And I like like I don't know, I have to be in the mood for like a movie where I really have to focus. For sure. Or if it's like a crime like murder movie, oh, I have to be prepared for that because yeah. But I saw I can't that. Can't do horror movies though. Oh no!
1: That's the one. Genre no, I can't that I'm like, either. Oh,
0: yeah, never. It's just I don't get the point of it. I, I don't get the point like, of it. Like, how either? do people enjoy that? Sorry it. to everyone that likes that. Um, but yeah, I just don't get it. Like, never want to go to a haunted house. Terrified nope. of them when I was little. Not me. Oh no, I actually hated Halloween
1: when I was little. I can't say I was a big fan either.
0: I yeah. I like wouldn't go out and all my yeah. friends would be like let's go trick or treating I was like mm, no just Bring me <laughs> my some mom candy. was like oh, who are you are you okay every kid loves Halloween but I was like petrified of it but yeah I don't like horror movies but I can watch like a murder mystery now I think
1: I haven't tried it in a while so I will my I will heart is try. like pounding
0: the whole time and I'm like actually on the edge of my seat but it's kind of like what makes it fun it's
1: that's kind of how I feel about action movies though I feel like it's exciting yeah, I have a enough. hard time getting into those really yeah cause okay. I'm just like
0: like Transformers for example okay, I've like never even seen it but like what's the point like I, it's not real so I have a hard time like getting into it
1: I proudly have never seen any of the Star Wars movies I have not either. like Star Trek like that kind of stuff just not for me Mm-mm, me neither but other like James Bond so good yeah that's old different
0: That's different. I watched like a super old um, James Bond movie over winter break. And it was it was just like action filled. Like there was basically no plot line. It was just like it's just action. action (laughs) And it was actually pretty funny to watch. Um, Do you have a favorite Instagram account? Like like a famous one or anything? Hmm.
1: That is a good question. I
0: know. I was thinking about this the other day. So I was like, I need to include this in an interview.
1: I think I do. There's an account called Uncrate or like it's I guess a company it's like a magazine and they just feature really cool products so what's it called again Uncrate Uncrate okay and their website is like basically a curated shopping list and Mm, I I would like that I'm someone that likes spending their money on stupid stupid things so I will I will just go shopping for fun and not like useful things like I won't buy clothes or like shoes or anything that actually has any practical purpose in my life. I will just go buy random things that look and feel really cool. Mm-hmm. And so Uncrate is kind of exactly that where they're just featuring really cool products. Some of them are way out of my price range, That's but fun to it's look still at. fun to look yeah. at. Exactly.
0: Have you ever made a purchase from them?
1: Oh yeah, tons, tons. Um, the most recent one, I would say it totally an impulsive purchase and I that's okay. really regret it now but I bought this really awesome lighter that was like designed by the company that designs Ferraris so like the des- old designer of Ferraris okay. in Inferina designed a lighter and they were featuring it on their page and I was like
0: ah, that's pretty ah, cool bad.
1: I was like I, ha- I have no purpose <laughs> for this but it's just <laughs> that's so cool, cool though. Though.
0: what does it look like or like what makes it so special Is it literally just like a regular lighter? It's like a regular light. It's like kind of
1: like an old school Zippo, but like it also has that like modern touch to it and it's like wrapped in leather and it's it's really nice.
0: I'd say that's a valid purchase. One of the random things I saw on TikTok that I really want to buy, but I can't pinpoint it down is... It's this little ceramic cowboy boot, and then you put matches in it, and then on the bottom of the cowboy boot, you can, like, strike the match. That's pretty cool. I know, but I can't find anywhere. That's my problem. I only found it on this, like, wholesale website, but you have to, like...
1: Buy a hundred of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I'm like, I could buy a hundred of them, <laughs> but I don't need to buy a hundred of them. But it'd be so cute, like, on a little bookshelf. That would be Like, imagine. Be oh, cool. I really want it, but I can't find it. Lastly... Okay, this was not really a speed round. That's my fault. I got a little distracted, but that's okay. I did too. Um, What is something you're grateful for? I'd love to leave it on a good note.
1: Honestly, I'm grateful to go to USC and be surrounded by so many awesome people, Um, friends, coworkers, professors. There's so many great people on this campus that can offer so many awesome opportunities, whether it's just going out and, having a good time and getting dinner or lunch with friends and having a great conversation, or if it's um, a job interview or someone that you talk to who has an amazing new business idea that you want to get started on, like there's always new conversations that lead down so many amazing roads here that it's endless. You can never, you can never have had every conversation or used up every opportunity here.
0: Mm -hmm. I've been nodding my whole my head the whole time you were saying that because I completely agree like that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this is because I was like there's people doing such cool things here and I want to learn more about it selfishly so that's why I started this and people have been so gracious like you to come on and talk about their ideas that they're so passionate about which has been super cool for me to see and there's also such a range of things that people do like I on our last episode we I interviewed the cup of Troy um, company and okay. like they're just so passionate about like what they do and the community they build through their production company and I y- interviewed USC Vintage a long time ago like seeing what he does they're just like everyone has their like niche thing and learning about it is just it's fascinating I know I'm not like a loss for words I can never describe it how I want to but it's just really cool to see people and it's people. so
1: fun to see how excited everyone gets about mm-hmm. their own thing like
0: yes The passion is so obvious. Like
1: vintage clothing is not something that I'm particularly into, but listening to that podcast that you did, I mean, I could feel how excited he was about Mm -hmm. sharing vintage clothing and sharing his, I mean, I remember him saying that um, he was a transfer student and both of his parents had gone to USC. So he kind of grew up in the Trojan family and Mm -hmm. resonating with that and also hearing his excitement about bringing that into his business was super inspirational
0: yeah oh and even like my friends here like the cool things they're doing um two of my friends are doing a gap year next year and they're planning the most sick year ever they're gonna have so much fun and they're gonna do like a whole volunteer section and they're volunteering at this amazing school um in india and they're just doing like amazing things so yeah i can't even begin to explain how yeah exactly how grateful i am to go here and the exposure I have to cool people because it makes me want to do cool things too so it's just a great I don't know little cycle of I don't even know how to describe it I, I can't new opportunities yes there you go <laughs> thank you Alright, it looks as though we've come to an end of yet another episode of Perspective. Make sure to follow Spec Mag USC on Instagram so you get updates about new episodes and make sure to check out Handle USC. Um, Eli, thank you so much for sitting down with me today and thank you, Chloe. chatting about quite literally everything. Um, it was so lovely getting to know the brain behind this delivery service a little bit better. Um, I know Handle is going to be a staple at every university someday, so remember Perspective when this company gets even more hype than it already does
1: and i hope you remember handle once of perspective cor- blows up
0: <laughs> definitely definitely all right well i'm your host chloe Kapsky. thanks for listening to perspective talk to you on our sixth episode with yet another talented special guest